Welcome to the Celtics Rewind. I'm JP. And I am Nathan GM. What's up, y'all? Hey, hey, y'all. You Boston Celtic fans. Welcome to another episode of Celtics Rewind, episode three. I call it a very special title for the Laker fans and all the other fans in the NBA. I call it 5-0 because the Boston Celtics are still undefeated so far <laughs> in the season so yes so i'm jp that's right i'm not the gm what's going on y'all what up what up what up um so yeah so uh hopefully everybody had a wonderful halloween hopefully the kids got their candy and y'all enjoy y'all thriller movies and stuff i went as jason tatum just playing basketball just giving buckets out you know to the kids and all that um so hopefully <laughs> so hopefully everybody had a good halloween and congratulations to Derek white i know he was out uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna touch base on the nets and stuff um from saturday but congratulations to him as he um welcome his first child shout out to you Derek white and hopefully you'll get back on the court soon you said what I think it's his second. Oh, I think it's his second actually. Oh, Last really? Oh, wow. He was out. Oh, wow. I did oh, not. Yeah. I did not know that. See, this is why I don't really keep up with off the court stuff too, as well. So, <laughs> well, congratulations to Derek White. Shout out to him, and hopefully, we'll see him on the court soon. Nat, I, I must tell you, like this week, I, I just felt so good of just winning. Three games this week, three and zero against the Wizards and the Pacers and the Brooklyn Nets. Ah, oh, it just feels so good. It just feels so good, and just seeing everybody just hating on the Celtics on Twitter and Instagram, wherever I see hate, I'm just like, listen, y'all, we're undefeated. You can't really stop us. We're the best team in the NBA, so. What else can you? What else can I say? What else can I say? Let the action do the talking, and y'all see the results. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Everybody is a Boston Celtics fan undercover, so you know. Shout out to you know all all of our people, but uh, you know it's been a great uh, couple weeks right now. You know they you know they played five games, they're five and zero, oh. and what I love about you know all five games they won in different ways. You know. Um, couple games were very close and they had to like, you know, battle it out, you know, make the right plays and a couple were blowouts. And then one was a game where going bucket for bucket and then they, they create separation, uh, in the fourth, which was the Brooklyn Nets game. So one thing about, you know, uh, these teams and these title contenders is what you can always tell you create habits. So 5-0, and oh, you know, granted, it's a small sample size. We understand that. But there are habits that are created every single year with teams, you know, especially the ones that whether you're going for, 
you have young talent and you're just trying to play, you know, and, and get some experience and get maybe get another pick, high, you know, high pick. And then if you want to win a title, there are habits that, that are created. The last two seasons, Boston has always created this habit of not beating the teams you're supposed to beat, letting teams hang around, you know, and kind of playing with your food. So that and then when they get into, you know, the, the finals or the Eastern Conference finals, it bites you in the butt, you know teams like Denver you know um they take care of who they need to take care of and they beat who they're supposed to beat and they beat teams that that pose a threat as well get into the playoffs they beat everybody and they and they win everything this is about habits and that is what we're looking at on this win streak which is why it's so exciting uh to be a Boston Celtics fan Amen to that. Amen to that. Um, going into the very first game, um, the Boston Celtics facing the Washington Wizards as they defeated the Wizards, one twenty six to one oh seven. Um, both the Jays showed up. Like they are just proven to be one of the best duos in the NBA, um, alongside you know Jokic and Murray. Mm-hmm. But they don't get enough a lot of love just because they play for the Boston Celtics. So Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, sixty nine mm-hmm. points total, twenty seven out of forty five field goal, twelve out of twenty two three point shooting. I I tell you what, that first quarter when uh. <laughs> the Celtics was not playing. They scored 42 points in that first quarter. They were just hitting shots, and they were just clicking on all cylinders. Uh, what do you take away from uh, them against the Wizards? So the Wizards game, I'm looking at more so that I think everybody can beat the Wizards, first of all. You know, I just don't think that the Wizards are just a very good team, nor do I think they're trying to be <laughs> trying to get themselves in a position where they get a high draft pick and then, you know, they, you know, they build through the draft and then they trade some of these players that other people can use. So I I don't really put much sock in the Wizards. What I looked at was how they were scoring. So I'm looking at, you know, how was uh, Jason Tatum, you know, getting his points? Was he focused on shooting a bunch of threes or did he see a little guy on him? Did he take him to the post? You know, and, and, you know, did he handle business? And that's what we're seeing. You know, Jalen Brown had it going, you know, offensively. He was just on fire, you know, and a lot of the chemistry is being formed. This team doesn't, this yeah. team is not top-notch chemistry yet. They are getting there, and that is the best part about it. They are winning games, and they're not necessarily uh, as cohesive as they as they can be. So um, it's been great. Yeah, it has been, um, and they still are really bad of turning the ball over. They had, like, 19 turnovers the whole game, and I'm just like, if they could just find a way to control that basketball, because sometimes they could play a little loose with it because they kind of feel kind of cocky going in there because mm-hmm. they knew they can beat the Washington Wizards. So if they could find a way to control the ball and not commit turnovers, that would be great. Um, also, you know, the Wizards have 15 turnovers too as well, which the Boston Celtics scored 30 points off of. The points in the paint, um, they scored 15. 52 points. I've been very impressed with the rebounders so far. Everybody's been crashing off the glass. So you could probably see like one game, Tatum mm-hmm. might be the leading rebounder or Al Holf will be the leading rebounder. Porzingis being in the, the leading rebounder holiday. Everybody, it's a team effort that they go and get the glass too as well. And the starting five 
which is probably the best in the league, was a plus on the court. Tatum was a plus 27. Jalen Brown was a plus 32. Doug White was a plus 27. Holiday was a plus 28. And Porzingis was a plus 30. So, you know, they are looking good. It's still early in the season. So hopefully the chemistry will keep on going and hopefully they can keep on adjusting. This Boston Celtics offense is really scary. They are really scary. Yeah, the the offense, I, I think, is going to be the best in the league. Um, and I think they're going to be neck and neck right with Denver because they just fit together. You know, this this pairing or, you know, of uh, Tatum and, and uh, Chris Arfrizingis, it, it's really nice. This They're a nice duo when they're out there. You can tell they're always looking for each other, always trying to get each yep. other going and, and open. You know, and then when you talk about um, – Jalen Brown and Tatum, they've been playing together for seven years now. So they have really good chemistry and it's getting better the older that they get, you know. And then you add Chris off to that. Then you add Drew Holiday, who just has seamlessly just fit. You know, he is a guy yes. that I think last game and the game before that, you can really see the differences of having him on this team. He just knows how to settle an offense and he takes really good shots. Sometimes, People get, you know, I guess a little upset when he does his pull-up threes, but they're not bad shots. It has to think it's not a bad shot. It's still a good shot, you know, and um, he'll come off of, off of a pick, you know, and somebody sets a pick and he comes up, he shoots it in rhythm, you know, and it's like he just, it, it's he's really damn good. He's such a good point guard and it's just nice to have, you know, him as well. So we're talking about Porzingis, we're talking about Tatum, of course, and we're talking about Jalen Brown. But then you're talking about Drew Holiday, and then Derek White has his moments <laughs> too. So this yes. is a hell of a starting five. <laughs> yes, they is. Yes, they is. And we haven't spoke about the bench because the bench has been playing, has played terrible in this game, unfortunately. Other than maybe Al Hofer might give you a little plus, but they have been terrible that game. So, but like I said, I, I love what I love the pace of the Boston Celtics right there in this game. And speaking of pace, the very next game, <laughs> uh, you see what I did there, a pace right there. So the Celtics faced the Indiana Pacers and they're one of those teams I kind of get afraid of a little bit because I remember last season, one game, they shot the lights out and they the Boston just could not do anything defensively. Like they were just hitting three point shots out of nowhere. They were just running and they were mm -hmm. going up the pace. So, but luckily, Boston was like, oh, we ain't going to play with our food now. And they had the third most points in Celtics history, defeating the Pacers really badly, 155 to 104. And wow, that's all I could say. Um, they was just clicking on both cylinders, and they scored like 70-something points at halftime. I mean, they were on fire offensively. They was playing defense. It was scary, and I felt bad for Indiana, but Indiana played well, but, like, Boston was just too much for them. Yeah, um, well, they Indiana didn't have Halliburton, and that makes a big difference, you know, so I I tempered a little bit because mm -hmm. they did not have uh, Halliburton, yep. but they're still not a good defensive team, so I was still, I still expected Boston to win that game regardless because, you know, Indiana's just not known for defense, you know, right now. Um, they have 
guys that have some intangibles, but collectively it's not a good defensive team yet. Um, it was a good game because the bench, yeah. the bench actually got going, and instead of just maintaining the lead, they pushed it. Yes. That is a recipe for success. If they are starting to understand more so Joe Missoula, if he's starting to understand what guys to put in and give the guys some run and what lineups to put in, stuff like that. If he's starting to notice what's going on, okay, then this is going to make a big difference, you know? So you're looking for about 30 points, maybe off your bench, you know, maybe 25 at, at the lowest, but it, the points got to come from somewhere, you know? So it was nice to see them the last couple games contribute in a great way. Oh, yeah, for sure. Eight people in double-figure scoring. Uh, Tatum Brown, Holiday, White, Porzingis, Banton, Pritchard, Housel. Um, everybody scored tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody scored that game, um, and they shot really well. 52 points in the paint, um, 19 fast-break break points. Mm -hmm. Everybody was in the pluses tonight, and Tatum was in his bag tonight, scoring anywhere, three-point shot mid-range going into the hole like he was playing at an mvp type of level and stuff and it's like i said if you mm -hmm. can keep on playing at that level i don't really see anybody that's going to win mvp other than jason tatum so hopefully he can stay healthy and hopefully he can still play at this level and just the scoring output if you just listen the first quarter 44 to 27 Third quarter, 34-17, Celtics basketball, they was hitting nothing but net. And speaking of nets, we did have travel to Brooklyn over there this past Saturday um, as the Celtics uh, went against the Brooklyn Nets. And, yes, <laughs> different type of game for Boston a little bit, though. But, you know, they managed to pull away. 124 to 114. Uh, what's your takeaways, Nat, from this game against the Nets? It was pretty tough for Boston. Pretty tough. Um, you know what it was? Um, I just think that if I'm looking here, 15 to 45 from three, the three-point line for, mm -hmm. uh, what is it, Brooklyn? It just felt like they were hitting every every three-point shot, but they missed 30 <laughs> of them. I was like, damn, really? That's interesting. Uh, Boston. You know, uh, Boston only hit 17, but mm -hmm. Boston didn't shoot great in this in this game either. You know, um, you're talking about 47 percent. I'll give it 48 uh, percent from the field to Brooklyn's 43, uh, 33 percent from the three to Brooklyn's 32. Uh, they out rebounded Brooklyn 50 to 42. Uh, let's see. Steals were even four and four. Assists were even 20, 22 apiece. Uh, block shots. Uh, we had one more and a turn turnovers. We had 11 and we had less fouls. So, you know, um, that's pretty much the takeaway. I'm um, looking for free throws, which was okay. There was a disparity there. Uh, 23 out of 27 for Boston, 11 out of 17 for Brooklyn. So we, you could say that it starts at the three, uh, excuse me, at the free throw line because we got there more. Yeah, um, I agree 100%. The absence of Derek White was really felt against Brooklyn. If they had Derek White, it'd probably bring a different little mindset and into this game. Like I said, shout out to him. Um, uh, welcome him, his uh, second child. Um, 
And then shout out to Jason Tatum as he made history as the youngest Celtic to score 10,000 career points. Uh, mm-hmm. So shout out to Tatum. And then that fourth quarter was, like you were saying, um, the Nets was outscoring the Boston Celtics 30 to 21 in the third quarter. Like they were hitting their shots in the third quarter. And then at one point, Brooklyn was up by one point in the fourth quarter and Boston went on a 14 to five split in two minutes to try to chip the game away. And okay. Luke Cornett was five of five with 11 points. He was, uh, he hit, you know, his close range shots and layups. So he actually uh, had an impact in this game. And, um, and like I say, it was tough and Brooklyn's always a tough team. And, um, yeah, it, it, they just was really tough. Uh, Jalen Brown with 23 points. He didn't really have much of a great game. Uh, Porzingis, uh, 8 out of 10. Uh, Philgo, 1 out of 2, 3-point shooting, 22 points. Drew Harder almost had a triple-double, 18 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds. He was the second – he had the second most rebounds on the team other than Tatum with 11 those 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 are my takeaways um, from it. Uh, other than five players scoring in double figures, so uh, congratulations to the Boston Celtics again, and they are five and zero. Yeah. Um. Again, that game was that game was really good. You know. Um. When it comes to uh, how they won, uh, Tatum I think got thirty two points. Luke Cornett changed that game yep. for us because he came in. You know, he played uh, great minutes and he made the most of it. He was perfect from the field, 11 points, uh, seven rebounds. You know, he just played under control and smart. But um, Drew Holiday actually got Luke Cornett going, yep. you know, and he kept him involved yep. when he was on the floor. And that's the difference with Drew Holiday. He ke- he gets people involved. He keeps people involved, you know, and he makes the right decisions. So, uh, kudos to you know Drew Holiday. I love that he's on this team. Uh, great job, Luke Cornett. Not just that we need, he needs a little bit more help off that bench. You know, um, the one thing I can say as well is um, they had 21 points collectively. I would love to see uh, Peyton Pritchard actually average uh, at least 10 points. He had 19 minutes and zero points. He's got to do more. He's got to create space. He's got to understand his spacing you know, on the floor, and he's got to be able to contribute um, on the offensive end because they're going to need him. Exactly. And speaking of which, in terms of Peyton Pritchard doing a lot better, in terms of the future of the Boston Celtics, the next four games, um, I know for a fact, like, two of them is going to be pretty tough. Um, As they got Minnesota at Minnesota, they got the Philadelphia 76ers, um, the next game at Philly. Then then on Friday for the first ever in-season tournament, they faced the Brooklyn Nets. And then on Saturday in their first back-to-back, they have the Toronto Raptors. Both Friday and Saturday, they are at home. So which game would be very tough for Boston in terms of possibly taking their first loss and what to expect from the other games too as well? Um, I think tonight. I think that it, the one for at Minnesota, I'm going to say, you know, I think that that is the one where they are going to possibly lose that one, you know, and it's because I want to see how they operate with the size of Minnesota. Also, they have a difference on their bench as far as bench scoring. They actually have somebody or a couple people coming off the bench that can actually put up some points. 
I want to see what Boston does minus Derek White and then see how they play. And then, you know, you know, we'll, you know, reassess and see, you know, how they, they lost or how they won. They could still win. But um, that's what I want to see. Um, and I think Philly is going to be a hell of a game. Um, I, you know, I think Philly got deeper. So I want to see uh, those are the two games I want to see. The Minnesota game is going to be really tough. And I do agree that this probably be the first loss just because Minnesota size and they have people off the bench, like you said, that can score points and, and and what's is him. Uh, Philadelphia is going to be tough too. I feel like we'll probably gonna win by a close score because they did get a lot better and they got deeper too. Um, and Jordan B's playing um, really good basketball and Tyrese Maxey, just the combination of them two are unbelievable. And the Brooklyn Nets for that first in-season tournament, um, they always play us pretty tough, but I think that we're probably going to beat them by like eight to 10 points and the Toronto Raptors um, on Saturday, I think we'll beat the Toronto Raptors probably 10 to 15 points, but they, we could end up being uh, at best uh, three and one Um, was two and two. So we'll just have to wait and see how Boston's going to play this out the next four games. All right, y'all, this is episode two of the Celtics Rewind. Thank you all so much for listening in. Uh, check us out on whospaces.com and whospaces YouTube channel so you can find all Celtics Rewind there. And then Celtics Rewind will be streaming on different platforms. We'll definitely let you know when. So definitely uh, stay tuned for that. I'm JP. She is Nat the GM. And we we'll see you guys later. Bye, y'all.